Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, January 5th, and as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today, but hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers, with offices in Carrollton and Bremen, personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is Thursday, January 5th. It is National Whipped Cream Day, Billy. Okay. I love this whipped cream. What is your favorite thing to put whipped cream on? Mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on, dude. Like every here's the bad thing. When you say that, you know yeah. what the first image that pops into my mind. What is it, Billy? Arthur Blues. Our <laughs> that is a good use of whipped cream. That is there is a good reason why that pops into your head first. That is a that is the best use of whipped cream in a movie. I think I can uh, I can think I can think of. However, if we were to to talk about putting whipped cream on food, um. Well, <laughs> who doesn't love a good banana split? Uh, that's right. Uh, you know, banana splits don't sound bad. Uh, putting whipped cream on pie is good. What kind of pie? Um, you know, warm, warm yeah. pie, warm apple pie. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are going off the rails early. Well, it's that's how we start to get it's it's how we start the podcast. Uh, Matt Ridgway and I have, have joked constantly that instead of calling our uh, racing podcast track talk, we should just call it the tangent because that is what the entire podcast is. It's one it's one tangent after another. Yeah, it does it does seem to to go that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a big whipped cream fan as well. Uh, my kids like to eat it on their waffles, um, and then they just use the rest. They just shoot it in their mouth you know yeah um so i I like it on pumpkin pie i like whipped cream on pumpkin pie a lot really really good uh when i think whipped cream too i think of um uh jurassic park so when i was a little kid you know the shaving cream bottle that they use i always thought that was whipped cream when i was a little kid uh it it wasn't until i got older that i knew that was shaving cream i always thought that was whipped cream i was like man that looks good i want to i want to try some of that um, so today is National Whipped Cream Day. Today is also National Keto Day, Billy. Yeah, I can't do keto. Oh, I, 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 I am. I have a lot of faith that you could, if you sat down and went through what keto was and actually thought about what type of diet it was, I'm a thousand percent sure that you could get through it for a while. Uh, the no carbs does suck, but the fact that you can eat whatever meat you want whenever you want uh it's it's a huge upside to keto <laughs> okay huge upside uh, well you're not a big nut you're not a big fan of nuts you no, like meat and you like whipped cream but you're I not a big fan, cream, of nuts. big fan of nuts yeah that's that's sort of a, a sort of a cheat snack for the keto diet so yeah i didn't think about that yeah you might not be in for that uh billy what i think you will be on board though for 
Last night, Hawks beat the Kings 120 to 117, end their losing streak and make sure that the West Coast swing for them will not go winless. Uh, Let's freaking go. It was great. I don't know why I stayed up for this entire game, but I did. Um, once again, going off about solid two and a half hours to three hours of sleep. Uh, man. Yeah, I, I'm an idiot. I'm, I'm an idiot. That's the only way we can uh, we you can define this game. Oh, yeah. Watch the entire game. Yeah. Started at 10 o'clock. I uh, got over somewhere after midnight. So I don't I don't know why it was a great game, though. I'm really excited that I stayed up for it because it was one of the most it was one of the most competitive, entertaining games um, the Hawks have had in a while where they came out on a good end of it. We've had some good, entertaining, competitive games the past couple of weeks, but it feels like the Hawks have come out on the wrong side, the losing side of that. Last night, man, you couldn't have asked for more from the starters. John Collins, he had 22 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, DeAndre DeAndre Hunter had 22 points and 8 rebounds. Trey had 21 points and 6 assists. And Jonte Murray had 21 points, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Yeah, Sounds like a lot of of 20-point scorers. Yeah, so uh, four Hawks scored 20 or more points in last night's victory, making it the second straight game with four 20 or more scores. The last time Atlanta had four players score at least 20 points in consecutive games was October 29th and November 1st in 1969. Wow. Wow. Yeah, over 50 years. A long time ago. That was a very long time ago. Yes. Hawks was a what, 66? Uh, that is a good question. I literally have no idea. I will look that up. I'm not sure. It had to be it had to be somewhere in the sixties. Around the same around the same year that the Falcons came in. So I think the Falcons came in sixty six, sixty five, somewhere around there. Sixty eight. Well, okay, so yep. I may be thinking of because the Braves came in at sixty six. So maybe the Braves I'm thinking of that came in with the Falcons. Maybe. But yeah, right around there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I mean, the the deep. I'm honestly, dude. Trey hit a huge three with about 30 seconds left in the game last night. That was a real clincher. Dejounte Murray single handedly almost solidified the game with his defense in the last minute. Um, that John Collins played well. The absence of Clint Capella was felt again last night. You could really tell that. Honestly, that team. I believe they are now three and eight without Clint. And they're 15 and 12 with him in the lineup. So it's pretty obvious that that's a glaring weakness. We uh, we tried the Frank Kaminsky experiment last night again. And Frank Kaminsky came in for, I don't know, like three or four minutes. And in those three or four minutes, the Kings had like three or four easy layups drive to the basket. So that was that was quickly erased. The only thing last night that, that concerned me a little bit was the rotations that Nate did. Uh, he sat Trey for short spurts in the first and the third. Um, so I, I'm not a huge fan of that type of rotation, especially when we're a little short and depleted. Uh, I mean, I mean, Trey only played 32 minutes last night, and he was the he was the lowest in minutes amongst the starters, which I, I don't know if it was a rest type thing. I don't know what was going on there. Um, but DeJounte Murray had 35, Hunter had 36, Collins with 41. I mean, Bogey, who came off the bench, had 32. And, Billy, if you remember, this is something we talked about last year where it didn't seem like Trey was probably playing as much as we would have liked him to play minutes-wise. Uh, I mean, right. 
you're the star of this team. You need to be racking up the most minutes. And so that, that's something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, one of the other bright spots last night, Billy, we shot from the charity stripe really well, 90, uh, almost 91%. We hit 20 of 22 uh, free throws. So that's a, that's a very, very cool. nice sign of hopefully things to come. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, something that I was listening to the flagship of uh, the Atlanta Hawks last night as I was coming through town and they were talking about, you know, and, and you and I have made the comments about how Nate doesn't like young young players, right? You right. realize that there's only like two players that's under that's over the age of 25. It's a young team. It's a very young team. <laughs> it's so like. The fact that he doesn't like young players, even though, you know, at this point, Trey is a veteran and, and all that kind of jazz, but it's, it's just sucks, man, because you, you hope that they can, they can turn it around. And obviously they played really well last night. Um, but you just hope that they can continue to turn this around. Like last week we played the Lakers and we hit, we won the first, second, third quarter. You know, we, we had all of them. Um, but now we need to finish and, on Friday against the Lakers in in Los Angeles. Got to take care of business. Got to take care of business. Uh, Billy, the first of the, I don't know, mock, probably six million mock drafts that you you're going to see out there. Uh, we're going to go mocking, Billy. This is the first mock that I've really seen that, you know, you see a lot of midseason mocks, but they don't, I don't know, they don't really matter. So this is the first mock that I've seen that's going to come out when essentially all the games are done. I know we still have the national championship, big game, Monday, uh, our dogs are going to take care of business against the Horny Frogs, but we'll talk about that on Monday. Um, this is sort of the first postseason or post, you know, whatever, bowl games uh, mock draft. It, it came out from Jordan Reed on ESPN. Uh, we're just going to run down some of the notables. Number one, he has Alabama quarterback Bryce Young going to the Houston Texans. I think that's um, yeah, I, not surprised there. Not surprised at all. I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that was CJ Stroud. Also, the way he played against Georgia. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, you know, he, he hits that right on the, uh, right. Hits that nail on the head. Number two, they have Jalen Carter to the Chicago bears. Uh, once again, the bears drafting a Georgia defensive player, um, didn't, you know, didn't really pan out for him too well. The last time they did that, he, uh, what's his name requested a trade, but he played great when he was up in Chicago. They, they could have just, Smith. They, yeah, they could have just retained his services. It'd have been great. I, you know, that's. It kind of sucks for Chicago, so you know we'll see we'll see what that does. Will Anderson to uh, to Seattle, um, a Seattle okay. defense that looks like the resurgence of a uh, Seattle defense of old. They get some big help with uh, Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud to Indy. That would be very very interesting, considering that Indy is a landing spot for Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Um, you know. That- I've heard rumors with Harbaugh going to Denver, going to Carolina. I think he's talking with all three of them. And we'll talk a little bit more tomorrow about the possible openings in the NFL. Um, but yeah, it's CJ to Indy makes a lot of sense in terms of they need a quarterback for sure. Um, no offense to Matt, Matt Ryan or, or Nick Foles or anybody. No, massive, massive offense to both of those. They suck. <laughs> Indy needs a quarterback. I mean, what are you talking about? Come on. Uh, at number seven, Will Levis to the Las Vegas Raiders. See, Will Levis, I think, is probably going to end up being one of the better quarterbacks, the NFL quarterbacks um, in this class. And I agree. So, yeah, him to Las Vegas makes a lot of sense. 
At number eight, where they have the Falcons drafting, they are predicting Miles Murphy, defensive lineman, defensive end from Clemson going there. Uh, he is a young man that has racked up almost 18 sacks. How did it work out the last time we got a defensive end from uh, Clemson? I think it worked out great. I don't think so. Just fantastically. I don't think so at all. <laughs> what was his name? I forgot. Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley. That's right. That's right. And he uh, was, but, but I you think can't... he was eight overall, too. Oh, was he? That would have been that'd be crazy. But you can't deny that the Falcons have to go line here. You have to go offensive or defensive line, right? Oh. I don't know. I don't, All right. I don't I don't know if we need to go line. Okay. I really don't. Okay. And trust me, folks, we will have so much mock draft stuff going into it. We'll oh, cover yeah. I, I the 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 NFL draft might be my favorite event that doesn't that's not it's a non-sporting event. That is my favorite event. Uh we skip down to number 18, B. John Robinson, running back from Texas, going to Detroit. I have a huge man crush on B. John Robinson. I, in my opinion, he is the best, most talented running back in college football this year. NCDC getting Bijan. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sign, sign me up for that. Uh, number 20, Keely Ringo to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know uh, our good friend Matt Ridgway would be. I don't know if he'd be excited about that, honestly. Keely, Keely Ringo looked like doo-doo in the Peach Bowl uh, against Marvin Harrison Jr. I, well, I'd, I'd really be shocked if he was a first-round guy. To be fair, um, I think anybody, any cornerback would look like doo-doo if they're having a chase for six and a half, seven seconds because it, Georgia just couldn't get home, man. And that's true. That's, that's very true. <laughs> that's, it's hard. So and I, I think um, from what I've seen from Keely Ringo, I think his ceiling is Trayvon Diggs. I think he can be a Trayvon Diggs type player where he's a he's a boomer bust type quarterback. Cornerback, excuse me. Uh, number 23, Jackson Smith and Jigma to the Baltimore Colts, the wide receiver from Ohio State. That didn't play this year. He's very, very talented, um, but just injury riddled going to Baltimore with uh, J.K. Dobbins and uh, almost said Lamar Odom, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Ravens. Yeah. Colts. Yeah. Colts. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. Ba- who are- oh, my God. What is this? 1960? Yes. The Ravens. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens, not the Baltimore oh, Colts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then number 24, Jalen Hyatt, the Tennessee wide receiver, is projected to go to the Tennessee Titans. Let, let me ask you this, and, and that's that's an interesting pick considering Taylor Hyde's from Tennessee. Um, with JSN going to Baltimore at, at 23, he's projected. We had a top 25 wide receiver on the roster, and I, I would be willing to bet that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be top 10 next year. Would you? A thousand percent, if, if not top five. So... That's just going to be nuts, man. Just yeah, just absolutely nuts. The amount, the run of wide receivers that Ohio State has had, and continues to have because it's it's not stopping. Oh. No, no, for <laughs> sure. I mean, we if you if you think about it, this year we had a, a first round quarterback in C.J. Stroud, um, and two first round wide receivers in Jackson Smith and Jigba and Marvin Harrison, um, and then a first round offensive line. So yeah. yeah. It, it, did Paris uh, Johnson Jr. end up on the first round? On, on yes, he's um, uh, where is he? He's like six or nine. I think he's top ten. So, um, but yeah, top ten on. So we had a first round quarterback, a first round lineman, and a first round wide receiver. And we're yes. probably going to end up having Fabuka goes out. I would think Fabuka is probably a top ten or top uh, thirty two. 
as well. Probably. Yeah, probably. So you're going to have three top, you know, first round wide receivers in two drafts. Yeah. And yeah. who came out last year that was first round? Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Both of them were first. Well, no, Olave wasn't first round, was he? Oh, I thought he was. You might be right, though. Um, I thought it was first I round. I might was. I think Olave may have been second round. I might be mistaken there. I thought I thought Chris Olave was first round. Chris Olave, been. well, yeah, he was first round, eleventh pick. Okay, yeah. maybe I was wrong. Yeah, uh, but you're you had Gary Wilson, Chris Olave, then you had JSN, and then you'll probably have Arvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Buka. Yep. Five wide receivers that were in that room. It's just Garrett. Oh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave went back to back. I didn't realize that they went ten and eleven. Yeah, I, I forgot that. Yeah, the Jets and then the uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, Saints. They 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 bumped up for this um, for Olave too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yep. sorry. Yeah, if only if only Ohio State could get a first round kicker, that would be that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fantastic. That'd be just well, let's be real. Not, not many people have a first round kicker. That is very true. We certainly do not. We don't even have a seventh round kicker. We had, let's let's be real. Tampa Bay had a second round kicker. Oh wait, we're not supposed oh. to talk about that, are we? Uh-oh. Sorry, Matt. Uh oh. Sorry, Matt. Uh, Billy, I got another interesting topic for you here. Uh, what's more, ball? what's up? You're looking into our crystal balls. We're looking into our crystal ball. We're going to do it today, and we're going to do it tomorrow. A uh, little segment I like to call "What's More Likely to Happen in 2023." So okay. I'm I'm going to give you two different scenarios, and I want you to tell me what is more likely to happen. In 2023. Okay. So the first one we got is the Braves win the National League pennant or Hawks make it into the top six in the playoffs. Hawks make so it they're in the top n- six. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was quick. I, I did not expect you to go with Hawks making it into the top six. I thought you were going to go Braves win the NL. No. Here's the thing. Uh, right now, the, the Hawks are ninth. Which means they've only got to jump up uh, probably four games, five games, I would assume, in the standings to get to six. Am I right? I can right? tell you. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look at the standings. Uh, right now, we are, I mean, we're only two games back in the lost column of the Knicks, and they're in the sixth position. Okay. So, yeah, if, if the Hawks go on a mini little run right here, we could probably end up being in the top six. No issue thing about the Braves winning the pennant is the fact that you've got to be 30 or excuse me 14 other teams to get to uh, get to that spot and I, I just don't like the likelihood of it okay um, it's it's easier for um, and we're talking top six in the playoffs in the in the east right bingo yes okay. yeah so you're talking Braves have to beat all 14 teams and Hawks just have to beat uh, I've well has to beat what what's the they're 15 or they're they're 15 in the east who the Hawks yeah they're ninth in the east oh I'm saying but but there's 15 teams in the east oh yes 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 so so the math just doesn't work out for for the Braves so I I think it's much more likely uh, if the Hawks make it top six all right all right next one is Georgia wins the college football national championship on Monday, 
or Alabama basketball makes it into the final four in March Madness? Easy. Natty. Easy. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one too. I got I have a couple for you. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hit, hit me with it. All right. Atlanta United makes the playoffs. Or Ooh. Trey leads the league in points. Ooh. Uh, I am going to have to go. Oh, my God. This is a. This is a tough one. Um, um, the roster turn- turnover that happened yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's. um. I, I think I am going to have to go with Atlanta United making the playoffs. Yeah. Just because I don't think Trey can outscore Luca. I think Luca is going to be an absolute force this year. Um, I think he's going to win the MVP and Trey's three point shooting percentage being down and being where it is. I- I'm going to have to go with Atlanta United making the playoffs, but honestly, it- I don't think either one of these are going to happen. Okay. Uh, Tiger Woods is within five shots of the lead on Sunday at the masters. When the Rafael Nadal wins the French Open again. Oh, oh man. So, you know, I think this is, a, I think there's one that I obviously want to happen more than the other. Absolutely. But I think the other one is more likely. So I, I'm going to say I would rather have Tiger Woods within five shots of the lead on Sunday at the Masters. I would rather that happen than Nadal winning the French Open again. But I'm going to say the more likely scenario is Rafael Nadal winning the French Open again than Tiger Woods within five shots of the lead on Sunday at the Masters. Because we don't even know if Tiger is going to play at the Masters this year. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he I would think he is, but we don't know. Yeah, I, I'm so, sure he will. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nadal winning the French Open again. I would rather it be Tiger. I'd rather have Tiger in, the, uh, in contention on Sunday at the Masters because there is absolutely nothing in the world like a Masters Sunday with Tiger in the hunt. There's nothing in the world like it. Not wrong. Um, yeah, so I, I'd rather have Tiger, but I'm going to go with Nadal. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Uh, last night in, in college basketball, West Georgia girls beat Mississippi College 71-66. Then the boys turn around in the nightcap and beat, beat Mississippi College 67-58. to Let's go. A nice sweep by West Georgia basketball. West Georgia boys have quietly put together a really strong year. Uh, I think they've only got like four, maybe five losses the entire year. So, yeah, eight and eight and four right now yeah. with. Um, yeah, I mean, they they had a in, in two of those losses were in like a, a holiday tournament bash doodad thing. So, like, I mean, do you, do you really even count that in the regular season record? I, I guess you I guess officially you. have to. Um, but, uh, yeah, but I mean, if you don't, if you don't count that tournament, they were in there eight and two on the season right now. Uh, so yeah, they're playing really great basketball. And on the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar are thanks again to Smith's floor coverings for sponsoring us, uh, in girls basketball. Bowden is at Mount Zion tonight at 6 PM. Her County is facing Noonan at six Jasmine Owens for her County. He points away from 1000. Wow. Eight points. So hopefully she can get that tonight uh, against Noonan. Uh, boys basketball, Hurd County versus Noonan is at 730. So, And I got uh, one more thing that I forgot to put on the sheet with the uh, Marine South scoreboard from last night. 
wrestling at Temple. I just saw this from Sean Moistner last night as I was drifting off to bed and put a reminder to put it on the sheet, and then I forgot. Um, Temple wrestling senior night last night. Temple beat Chapel Hill 46-36. to Then Temple beat New Man 42 to 37, and then Temple turned around and beat Northgate 60 to 24. So 3 and 0 on the night last night for the Templer Templer Temple wrestlers. Uh, Bennett went 3 and 0 at 144, 150. McCoy went 3 and 0 at 190. Uh, Barty went 3 and 0 at 285. Whitaker went 2 and 0 at 121, 26. Barty went 2 and 0 at 165. Woolham went 2 and 1 at 113. And then Andrews went two and one at 126 and 132. So congratulations to all of those uh, Temple Tiger wrestlers out in Temple last night. That's awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I see. Uh, I see updates from Sean Moistner all the time on Facebook. He does a he does a great job of pumping up that program. He does. And it's it's Billy. Needs- he was he was at Alexander before, so. For a long time, and yeah, he uh, he ran a hell of a program at Alexander, and I, yeah, I went, both when he both of the uh, wrestling coaches left Alexander this year. Yeah, that was that was odd. I didn't see that coming. Um, Moistner Moistner went to Temple, and Cochran came to uh, to uh, Villarica, um, and and Cochran's running the girls' program at Villarica. So both of those both of those coaches are world class wrestling coaches. No doubt. And, you know, the West Georgia wrestling, which was already good, got even better when those two entered into Temple and Villarica. No freaking doubt. Uh, you ready for another cup of coffee, Billy? Absolutely, I am. Let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Last night in TM5's Daily Fantasy League, it uh, didn't go my way. Uh, didn't didn't go my way. I picked Joel Embiid yesterday, Billy, and Joel Embiid uh, was a coach's decision right before the game, and he went out with a foot. I didn't even know his foot was bothering him. Uh, I knew he had a lingering back issue that kept him out of a couple games, but the foot was new, so he didn't play last night, so I finished in dead last. In second was Ja Morant. Uh, Ja Morant had a pretty good night last night. His team scored a ton of points, and I figured he would have had more points than he did last night, but Ja ended last night with 23 points, one rebound, and eight assists. That was Billy's pick. And then number one, Donovan Mitchell. So Peter picks up win number one on the month. Uh, Donovan Mitchell last night had 20 points, six rebounds, and nine assists. Tonight, I am going with the league leader in points in Luka Doncic. It's it's an easy pick. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I got to get a win. I got to get a win somewhere. Because right now, I am trailing... Uh, Pete by three points, and I'm trailing you by six. So I need a uh, I need a win here. I need a win. I need a win here to stay in the stay relevant. Yeah, uh, I'm not Rob- sure who I'm, I haven't even looked. To be honest, I haven't. I I was looking last night to see what games were going on, and I was especially looking at um, at hockey tonight. So I know we've been picking mostly basketball. So I was looking at hockey maybe today. So we'll see. I'm waiting until I get super desperate around the 28th, 29th, and 30th, uh, 31st uh, to pick a hockey player. So, because <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about hockey, really. Uh, Rafael Devers gets a deal from the Red Sox, 11 years, $331 million. Freaking massive, man. Freaking yeah, I could live off that. Yeah. I think I could live off that. Uh, Devontae Adams says he hopes to be kept in the loop on the Raiders quarterback decision this offseason. Yeah. Why don't you ask Aaron Rodgers how that works out for you? Do you think he is regretting demanding that trade to Las Vegas? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what what sweet poetry demands the trade and then the, va- the Raiders suck. And by the way, the uh, Packers Packers have a chance to be in the playoffs. Yeah. By the way, that that game between Packers and Lions, holy crap, is going to be freaking massive on Sunday night. Big time, big time. Sunday oh. night, I can't wait for that. Uh, Rams Bobby Wagner on returning to Seattle and facing the team that gave up on him. He said there's a lot more juice um, playing, going back and, and playing the Seattle Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he said essentially there's a there, that team gave up on me and there's a lot of emotions going into that game after playing there for so long and he's jacked up to do it. Unfortunately, it'll be in a game that doesn't really matter for the Rams because they're out of the playoffs. But right. um, yeah. Bobby Wagner playing playing Seattle, a lot of emotions. And it's going back to Seattle, so I'm sure the 12s will take care of him um, because... Legend. Yeah. Seattle legend. And and honestly, as much as we harp on fan bases, the 12s in Seattle are are legendary, and they're, they fantastic. are fantastic fans. So it will, they will take care of Bobby Wagner. They will cheer him um, as they should. And uh, if they don't, I, I would be oh, they will. surprised. But yeah, yeah take care of him. Danielle Reyna told U.S. Soccer about past Greg Berhalter domestic violent incidents. So Danielle Reyna is a snitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> and do you know whose mother she is? Yeah. Gio Reyna. Uh, married to Claudio Reyna. <laughs> so this is, uh, this is what happens when parents who are entitled get too much power. This is like the most 11U, 12U, club soccer <laughs> parent. This is this is the most petty stuff Dude, I have ever. It's so embarrassing. It's this is travel soccer kind of thing, isn't it? A thousand percent, <laughs> thousand, a million percent. This is yeah. This is this is disgusting. <laughs> I, I I can't I can't describe it on this podcast because it it's bad. But it's it's just the most disgusting. This is a national team. This isn't this isn't the local 12U soccer team travel team that you know Joe Schmo isn't getting enough playing time. Right. It's it's ridiculous. Uh Joe Thomas, Darrell Rivas, and Dwight Freeney are among Hall of Fame finalists this year uh to be inducted or, or up to be inducted. Others include Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Devin Hester, Tori Holt, Andre Johnson, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Darren Woodson. All of them are worthy. Yeah, I think all of them should get in. <laughs> They're not going to, uh, not this year, but yeah, all no. of them are definitely worthy. Yep. Of the group, only Woodson was a finalist last year, and Holt has now been a finalist four times. Okay. Yep. So that is your that is your possible Hall of Fame class for this year. Texas A&M hit with a rare tech before tip-off last night after a jersey error. Oh, did you hear about this, Billy? Yeah, they left the jerseys in the hotel. What the <laughs> hell are you doing? Like, <laughs> whose ass is getting fired for this? Because that's I don't know. stupid. That's absolutely <laughs> stupid. Oh man, that was um. They left yeah. the jerseys in the hotel. What? Yep. Yep. Shortly after leaving the court, following final warm up, the Aggies realized manager the uh, manager had left their game jerseys in the team hotel. It's just stupid. Yeah. I forgot the jerseys in my hotel room, Williams said. That's probably the right way to say it because I used to be a manager. If that would have happened, my head coach would have stuck up for me. You don't want the jerseys to get wrinkled, so they hang them in my room, and I just forgot to put them on the bus. Fired. Yeah. 
thousand percent. You gone. You gone. He gone. Uh, he gone. Speaking of Texas A&M, freaking horrible human being Bobby Petrino is going to Texas A&M to the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, he is. That guy is. <laughs> you that guy is a world class dirtbag. You bag. want to talk about a train wreck at at uh, A&M right now, Jimbo? After getting the number one class and paying for the number one class, let's let's be real. He paid for it. All the transfers out. Twenty-seven transfers. Twenty-seven. <laughs> now you're bringing in a world-class dirt bag like Bobby Petrino to run your offense. Oh okay. man, what a train wreck! And I love it. Okay. I'm here for it. Fantastic. Uh, billion today in 2019, Golden State and Sacramento combined for 41 three pointers. And the Warriors' 127 to 123 win set a new NBA record for threes in a game. Steph Curry hits 10 triples, while Buddy Heald leads the King with eight, and Justin Jackson adds five. 41 three pointers. That's just. That's another. Like, can you imagine Brian Cameron? when he was in there for three no. for three for three <laughs> all night you'd have to his voice would be gone after that one all night Billy you got anything else to add on this thirsty Thursday hey we are one day away from Friday let's go boys hey let's do it third Friday E Friday Junior is today get out of here have a nice day looks to be chilly but I don't think we have an inclement weather coming in uh, so today, minus the, the chill yeah, yeah, and I know you'll like it. It won't be chilly for you. It'll be, you know, nice and probably shorts weather for you. Perfect. Uh, but we will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs> <laughs>